a wonderful day and to Jesus be all the glory and God's people said amen. Listen, the Lord is on the throne, all is well. The Lord is still on the throne and all is well and to Jesus be all the glory. All right, we continue today the teaching on defeating temptation every single day. We can be victorious in this life. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God, wonderful Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this beautiful day. I pray you'll bless your wonderful people, Lord, today with your word. Strengthen your saints. Oh, Lord, strengthen your people today. In Jesus' wonderful name, meet every need, answer every prayer, hear every cry, Lord, and grant every request. In the name of Jesus and God's precious people said, amen. Can we throw the Lord a kiss? Come on, one, two, three. Amen. All right, so yesterday I began dealing with how to to defeat temptations. And uh, of course, I gave you some information. Now today I'm going to continue. But remember I said, you have to develop a right attitude to be strong in the Lord. We have to really... Develop a right attitude. The Bible says all things work together for for them who love the Lord. Okay, so it's going to be all right. And the Bible says in James 1, 2, rejoice when temptations come. Well, why rejoice? Because we win. That's why. And they make us strong. Every trial makes us strong. There was an, an old song by Andrew Crouch, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. How true. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Hallelujah. All right, now, the second thing I said is be alert. The Lord says we have to watch. So people who are not watchful, they are the ones who usually get in trouble. And the Bible tells us, you know, take heed. You that think you're strong, take heed lest you fall. So we always have to be on the watch. That's 1 Corinthians 10, 12. I think it's good to read it right now again because, you know, people who are proud, who say, well, I can do it, I'm going to make it, uh, I'm strong, and on and on, but they're not trusting the Lord. They're trusting their own strength. Well, we, we cannot rely you know, on self. Wherefore, 1 Corinthians 10, 12, let him that thinketh he standeth, Take heed lest you fall. So we have to trust the Lord. We cannot trust ourselves. We have no strength in our own, you know, in our own self. And the Lord said, pray, watch and pray, be alert that you don't fall into temptation. Number three, we talked about staying away from forbidden territory. Nobody's going to be able to overcome the devil and the temptations he throws at us if people are involved in the occult, witchy board, uh, uh, horoscope, witchcraft, fortune telling, all that stuff. In in Joshua 7, if you all recall, I shared it with you yesterday, there was a man named Ahan. He brought some demonic objects into the camp of Israel and brought the judgment of God on the whole nation. Think about one man causing such harm to come to the whole nation, all because he brought something demonic that was accursed. There's a lot of people today that have things in their in their homes they should not have. And demons are attracted to three things. Number one, images, sounds, smells, like incense. So be careful what images are in your home. Be careful what sounds 
like music or or some some things that uh, you may have on on some recordings that can bring demons or incense that is not exactly godly so it's really important that we ask the lord to open our eyes to these things so we don't have a problem with with the demonic so we we cannot go into forbidden territory like like horoscope witchcraft all that number four don't play with fire you will always overcome temptations you will always defeat temptations when you stay away from things that entertain the flesh so we, we don't entertain the flesh we don't entertain sin i told you yesterday the flesh cannot be born again the the flesh cannot be saved it has to be crucified that sinful nature is still there see so when you and i were saved we we discovered this is a war against what the devil and the flesh or the old man as the bible calls that that old sinful nature can come back so quick if people neglect prayer if people neglect the word of god if they neglect time with the lord that sinful nature comes right back to life believe me so we have we 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 have we have to stay on our knees there's a high price for neglect a very high price when we stop seeking god daily daily there's no such thing as well i i i saw the lord yesterday i'm okay today no 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 leftovers in the kingdom I learned that years ago. No leftovers in the kingdom. Give us this day our daily bread. It's daily bread. It's daily living. It's daily surrender. It's daily receiving from from the Lord. It's not what I am depending on what God did 20 years ago in my life and think it's 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 going to carry me now. No, be the God's word says be established in present truth. In present truth doesn't mean you you can be established in, in what God said to you or did with you 20 years ago or 10 years ago or even a year ago. Present truth. We all need a present word, a daily word, a daily touch from the Lord, a daily infilling of the Holy Spirit. That word filled in Ephesians 5, it says be filled. It means stay continually filled. A continual infilling of the Holy Spirit. So people who neglect time with Jesus, that's trouble. Like I said, even one day of, ne- of neglect, uh, that opens the door to the devil. So it, it says, give no place to the devil. Well, how do you do that? By neglecting being with the Lord daily. I'm talking to someone who really needs to hear this. So when people neglect the, the presence of, of the Lord, the flesh comes back alive, the sinful nature is back now, sometimes in force if you neglect the presence of God for a few days. And so to entertain sin is deadly, deadly, deadly. So Romans, let's go to Romans just quickly, because even though I showed you that yesterday, it's so good, it's so good to see it again. So Romans 13, we're going to look at verse 14, and it says what? It says, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, that means every day, make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the loss thereof. So uh, people who neglect the Lord will end up watching filthy movies. People who neglect the Lord will will end up uh, reading filthy magazines. Uh, uh, They begin to look at things that stir up that evil, sinful nature within us. So we, we, we cannot feed the flesh. He that sows to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, the Bible says. 
but we, we, we sow to the spirit and then we reap life. So we have to cut out of our lives anything that will make us stumble. Cut it out. Cut out anything that will cause us to fall into sin. That's what, what, what the Lord meant in Matthew 5, 27 through 30. He says, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. Well, he didn't mean just pluck out your eye like physically. He was saying, you gotta, you got to take some drastic, you know, very powerful, strong, drastic actions. Don't look. Don't touch. So if your eye offends you, pluck it off. If your hand offends you, cut it off. It doesn't mean physically. It means don't do it. Don't look at it. So you have to be watchful. You have to be strong. You have to say no. And then number five is, is where I stopped. You have to stand up and fight. Now, stand up and fight is what? That's James 4. And I want to spend a little time explaining this because it's so important. So James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. What a powerful thing. Wow. So we submit to God. All right, how? Well, we place ourselves under God's full control. How? In prayer. In the presence of the Lord, there is liberty. There is liberty. Years ago, the Lord spoke to me so clearly. He said, seek me, you'll find me, and in me, you'll find your liberty. Seek me, and you'll find me, and in me, you'll find your liberty. That's the only answer. That's the Bible. We have to seek him with our whole hearts, and then we will find him. And once we find him, he said, in that beautiful portion of Jeremiah, he said, I'll bring you out of captivity. I'll bring you out of bondage. Because in his presence is true liberty. So we bring ourselves afresh under God's control. Now we're on God's side. And what, what happens is God will fight for us now. So resisting the devil cannot be done by our human strength because we'll, we, we, we will lose. Resisting the devil cannot be done by our determination to win. No, it is faith in God, faith in God. So the fight is a fight of faith. It's a fight of faith. In 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12, we read these beautiful words. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called, has professed a good profession before many witnesses. I was listening today to Pastor Greg Laurie. I was so blessed. He took a stand for the Lord in a beautiful way. But he said something shocking. He said 75% of those who call themselves born again I think he meant in America. He didn't say where. He said, no longer believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. I was shocked. 75% of people who call themselves born again don't believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. That's by Greg Laurie. You can, you can find it on YouTube. That's, that's how I saw it. And I salute Pastor Greg, I really salute him. He's a wonderful man of God. I honor him greatly for his stand for the truth. And
and for even people like Franklin Graham, I honor that man of God for standing up for the truth of the gospel. Pastor Charles Stanley, what a blessed man of God he is. I love that man dearly. I really honor him. So many of them that are uh, that God is using and, and, and has blessed the world with. I still love watching Billy Graham's old classics. Oh, what a blessing, what a blessing. What a mighty man of God he was. He's in heaven now, as we all know. But that's the kind of people we need today. We need the Greg Lorries. We need the Franklin Grahams. We need the Jack Grahams in Dallas. Preston Woodward, wonderful man of God and a friend of mine. We need dear Dr. Charles Stanley and people like that. And Dr. Jeffries in Dallas, precious people of God. Yeah, there are Southern Baptists, but you know, it, it doesn't make any difference. We're, we're all one in the Lord, you know. But how beautiful to see these men preach the word of God with such, such power. So I think the fight we're in is a fight of faith. Paul says to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold, lay hold on eternal life. How precious. So by faith we stand, by faith we hold our ground, and by faith we extinguish all the flaming arrows of the devil. You remember what it says in Ephesians Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you, Lord, for your blessed word. Let's look at verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And we're in it now, aren't we? And having done all to stand. Now, if you go down to verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith. It's a, it's a war of faith. It's a fight of faith. Wherewith he shall be able to quench all the fiery arrows or darts of the wicked. So we cannot lose. And, and, and while we, we are in that fight, let's not forget to call upon the Lord. Because calling upon the Lord is what gives us that tremendous strength behind us. I love Romans 10, 12. Make sure you write all those scriptures down, please. For there's no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. We have to call upon the Lord at times of trouble. Call upon me. The Lord said in the day of trouble, I will deliver you. You will glorify me. He is a very present help in time of trouble. Now, I think there's, there's something that uh, we really have to understand. Let's look at 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians. And I want to uh, take you to just a number of scriptures that talk about, you know, we cannot win if we don't flee. There are times we have to run away. For example, in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says, flee fornication. Flee, run away from fornication. So 
to stand doesn't always mean, well, I'm going to stay here and fight this thing. Well, yeah, resist the devil. Yes, you do that. You stand and say, go, and he'll go. And we, we defeat him with the word of, of God. I'm going to show you a few scriptures on that in just a moment. But there are times God says, don't stay around. You gotta, you gotta get out of the, of this area. This is, this is dangerous territory to stay in. So flee fornication. What else does it say? And by the way, let's just uh, remember Joseph. Remember what happened to him with, with, uh, with the wife of Potiphar. It says he ran away. He fled in Genesis thirty-nine. 11 and 12, he didn't stay around, he just ran. There are times we as believers, we need to use wisdom. When do we stand and say no to the devil and when do we run away from something coming at us like uh, it happened with, with Joseph? So Genesis 39, 11, look what it says. This is really important because I think people sometimes don't understand there are times you need to run. Don't stay around. So it came to pass about this time that Joseph went into the house to do his business. There was none of the men of the house with him. And she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and fled. He ran away. He didn't stay around. There are times we have to do that. Uh, the Bible tells us also in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 14, Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. There's something else when we need to run away from. Look what it says. It says, Wherefore, my dearly beloved, flee from what? Idolatry. Because these are strong weapons against people. Fornication and, and, and idolatry. Run away from that. Don't stay around. Don't even listen to it. Don't even entertain it. And the only way any one of us can be strong is when we stay in the presence of the Lord. So it says resist the devil, but flee from fornication. Resist the devil, flee from idolatry. And what else? And by the way, you know, idolatry is anything that takes the, the place of the Lord in our life. But here's something else we, we have to flee from. Maybe this is something people maybe don't think about. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, See what Paul says here to Timothy in verse 10. He says, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through many with many errors. But thou, O man of God, what? Flee these things. Flee these things. Don't stay around. Flee and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. So there are times you just have to say no and, get, and just get away. Don't stay around. My wife, Suzanne, said something to me very, very powerful one time. She said, Benny, you're not known by the people you know. You're known by the people you avoid. Wow. You're not known by the people you know and you're with. You're known by the people you avoid. You just walk away. You, you say, no, I won't do that. Dear Marion Pointer, Wonderful saint of God under the earth ago. Jim Pointer was the man that God used in uh, blessing my life. He was a real father to me in the spirit. And he's the one who took me to see Catherine Kuhlman 
and his wife was a saint. And the group, uh, a group of pastors, I remember that so vividly, from the church, wanted to go see some 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 show in Toronto. And uh, I didn't know at the time a whole lot of the English language as I know now. And they happened to say something during this uh, this play, uh, downtown Toronto, that offended her. And she looked at all of us, she said, I'm leaving right now. And she got up and left. Of course, Jim and I walked away with her. She would not stay and listen to that. When my wife and I were, were married, we went uh, to Honolulu for our honeymoon back in 1979. And you know, it was honeymoon time and there was a, a, a show, there was some program in the hotel in the, in the lobby uh, of the hotel where we were staying at the time. And uh, Sue and I just went to, to see what was going on. It was honeymoon time and we were having dinner and they did some kind of a show and Sue and I looked at each other and said, nope, we're not gonna watch this. And we walked out and I said, Sue, let's go back to Florida, which we did, by the way. Went to Cocoa Beach, we had a more uh, you know, blessed time in Cocoa Beach than in Hawaii because we just would not look at that thing. We, we said, no, we're, we're not gonna stay here and look at this. We don't care what. Uh, and we paid for the dinner, which was a part of the dinner, all this. I said, no, who cares, let's just go. And we left, we actually flew out. So there are times we just don't allow our eyes to see it. Don't allow our ears to hear it. And that's why the Bible says you have to flee. But here's something else to flee, for, to flee from the love of money. He said, but thou, o man of God, flee these things. I think sometimes people have got to run away when there is a lot of greed running around. So, and 2 Timothy 2.22 says, flee youthful lusts. I'm talking to some of you young people who, who, who are watching this. And 2 Timothy 2.22 is a very important verse to young people. Flee also youthful lusts. Follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Now, let me just give you a few scriptures and I'm almost done, but I want to really give these to you that I think will really help you. Number one is uh, Psalm 119 verse 9. Let, let's look at these scriptures, okay, quick, because I think it's important. These are comfort scriptures. These, you can use them in time of trouble for help, okay? So Psalm 119 and verse 9, it says what? Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways? by taking heed thereto according to thy word. So, that's number one. Please write these scriptures down and share them with your friends. These are scriptures for help. When you feel overwhelmed by temptations, just go and read those scriptures. Proverbs chapter six, verse 23, and it says this, for the commandment is a lamp, the law is light and reproof of instruction are the way of life to keep thee from the evil woman, from the flattery of the tongue of a strange woman. And you just read right through verse 34, there's a lot of wonderful, comforting, strengthening scriptures. I love First Peter. In First Peter chapter five, I'm sure you sweet people have read that. And uh, verse five, likewise be ye younger, submit yourselves to the elder, 
All of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that you, he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care on him. He cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom you resist. You can resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Hallelujah, that we can win. And I love James 2, or I should say Titus 2. Let's look at the book of Titus chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 11. And by the way, don't forget to also read James 4, 7, which I gave you earlier. But let's read Titus 2, 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. And Romans 6 and verse 14, these are scriptures that you can, you can read when those times come where you need strength. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. And finally, Romans 8, 37, one of my favorites, and I'm sure yours too. It says, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Yes, you will win because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Much greater. The power of God is in you. And our faith overcomes the world. Be strong in the Lord today. Come on, let's pray. Be strong in the Lord today. Be strong in his mighty word. Let the word of Christ dwell richly within you. Let the word of the Lord Jesus dwell richly within you. Lord, bless them, anoint them, use them. Each one of them, let them know victory after victory after victory in Jesus' mighty name. And I'm going to ask many of you today to contend for the faith. It's time we fight for our faith. We stand up for Jesus. We declare he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. There is no other way to heaven except through Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus is not a way, he is the way, the way to heaven. There is no other way. There is no other name under heaven by which we are saved. No other name. For he's the only one who died and rose from the dead. My son Joshua years ago asked me a question. He said, Dad, my friends want to know how come Jesus is the only way to heaven. I said, because only Jesus died and rose from the dead. None of the others did. They're all dead. I said, he's the only one who lives. He rose from the dead. And that qualifies him to be the way to heaven. The savior of the world the Redeemer of mankind, the Son of Almighty God, the way, the truth, and the life. His name, Jesus, only Jesus. Stand up for him, saints. 
those of you who don't know him, give him your life right now. Just say, Lord, I surrender. I give you my all. Forgive my sins, wonderful Lord. Cleanse me with your blood and come into my heart and save my soul. But I'm going to ask all of you who are believers today, be strong in the Lord. Be mighty in him in Jesus' name, declaring his gospel to your family and your friends with boldness. They prayed for boldness in the book of Acts. Grant that we be bold to declare the gospel, they said in the book of Acts. And God did that with them. He'll do the same with you. It's time to contend for the faith, saints, because a great falling away is happening now. Lord, thank you for your blessed promises. Bless your people mightily now in Jesus' holy name. All right, I'm going to ask you to give again to the Lord's work because you need it. You need to give. Why? Because God will use that gift to bless you and to secure your tomorrow and your children. Without giving, there is no receiving. Without giving, there is no protection for tomorrow. Financially, I'm talking about financially. No, no, you can't give financially to receive spiritually. No, that's not in the Bible. But when you give financially, you receive financially. God has promised if we sow, we reap. And it's time to sow. So when the hard time will come, because it, it, it will, there will be the harvest there for you. I've not seen the righteous forsaken or received begging for bread. Lord, bless them as they sow seed in your kingdom, in Jesus' name. And it's time to raise your seed, just like Ecclesiastes 11 says. Sow a portion of seven and of eight, because you don't know what evil will come. Does that protect you from the future financially? Okay, you can sow on the platform you're watching me on. You can go to our website, benin.org. You can simply text BHM45777. Don't miss tomorrow. The Lord will do, again, some wonderful things. And this Friday, healing service. Make sure to be watching. Much love. Bye-bye.